Welcome to 100 Ways, your simple reminder that you are home wherever you are and that everything is right the way it is right now. I'm your host, Laura Christine, fellow explorer of consciousness and this amazing, beautiful world. Let's get curious, dive into the duh, and find out what's here for us today. Welcome to 100 Ways. This is your daily exploration of self and soul. I'm your host and fellow explorer, Laura Christine. Let's dive in and find our way home. Let's talk about the hard lessons. Life is full of hard lessons. These two are the ones that stick out to me the most at this point in my journey. There will be others later. These two are the big ones that are sticking out to me at this part of my journey. One has to do, well, they both have to do with myself completely. One has to do with my relationship with Kent. One has to do with my relationship to a landlord that I had in between moving out and finding my new, my new home, which that part of the story gets so good. So please stick with me. Once you get through this, mess? Oh, it gets good. Just like Tina said, I wish I could give people a crystal ball to show them. Once you're through the unenmeshment part, once you're through, my friend put it best, my friend Jody said, there's going to be a mess and you just have to mop up the mess. Once you mop that mess up, wow, it feels like someone else came in and cleaned your floor for you and your whole house or your whole home, or your whole car, or all of it, everything, every part, every closet is clean, organized, and your fridge is clean and full of delicious, healthy food, and I mean, it's worth it. So the in-between lessons. First one, Kent was using manipulation tactics, which they do. I don't think, I really, really don't think that he was aware or is aware of what was going on, of the way that he was behaving. I don't think he has an actual conscious concept of manipulation and being a manipulating person. I think he's literally that hurt. Like there's trauma that we all go through and some people it's so, so deep and subconscious that they don't actually know the way they're treating others. And that is really hard for someone with empathy or that thing that I was talking about in one of the last episodes about how I just wanted to understand more and be more compassionate and grow spiritually. What was going on is that he was texting me in desperation a lot. I don't know why you left. You were so happy. You even just said all of these things. You were sharing how happy you were on Facebook. Yeah, I know I've been stressed more, but I will work on that. I will, whatever, whatever he thought I needed to hear. And it would kind of go back and forth between the kind of I love you sort of thing. And we were so happy together and you ruined my life. The only way to fix it is to come back. It was one of those days where I was talking to my mom and sitting outside on the steps and asking her what to do. 
because I wanted him to understand why I left. I wanted him to understand that I needed space, that I needed time, that I needed to be apart for a while to figure things out for myself. I wanted him to just understand that I still love him. I just need my own autonomy and to feel what's right for me. That's never going to happen with somebody like this. Just letting you know, it's not. So I was asking my mom because she knows how to set boundaries. She knows how to say no. Like, what do I do here? Because I felt pain in my stomach and in my heart. This was legit, actual, I am in pain because I don't know how to say what I need without hurting him. And that was a projection and that was my own. I didn't know if I would hurt him by speaking what I needed, but I didn't know how to say it in a way that I thought was going to be accessible for him to hear in a way that didn't hurt his feelings. Can you relate to me? There are so many of us that are trained this way. So if you can relate to me, you are not alone. And I, I get you. I do. And I get it. Hear this and really know it because this is exactly what happened. He was sending desperate texts. I was trying to respond in a way that he would understand, but he kept coming back and pushing back. So I stopped doing that. I called my mom and I said, mom, I don't know what to do. What, how, basically, how do, how do I get through to him? And eventually she said, you just need him to stop. And I said, yes. I think I didn't even recognize that. I thought I needed to say the right thing in order that he would stop. But the reality is I just needed him to stop. Thank you, mom, for pointing that out. <laughs> so I wrote a text back. I didn't send it, but I wrote this text. I just need you to stop. And I was sitting there with that text written on my phone and I didn't know what to do. And I was feeling so sick, like I might puke. My heart just felt like it was going to crush itself or implode or something. I'm like, okay. My inside also knew I need to have the courage to send this. I just need to see because I'm going to send it and then I'll see what happens. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew by that point that I needed him to stop. So I was talking to my mom. I pushed that little arrow that makes it go to the other person and I said, okay, I sent it. And she said, wow, that was fast. But it's like, well, yeah, but I needed to do that. <laughs> like I had come to a point where there was no other option. And you know what I got back? I got a text back and all it said was, okay. And the texts stopped and I didn't die and I didn't hurt him. Everything was okay. So the lesson is this, you can, you can say what you need. You need to know what you need first. And the way to do that is to get into your own body and stop thinking about what the other person might need from you. What do you need for yourself? What do you need for yourself? And then request it. And how someone responds to that request is a clue into their character. Although manipulators will do what they think you need them to do and then come back later, which happened as well. But that was a very pivotal moment in my awakening, really. This this awakened me to myself. This whole experience was an awakening. And that was a very pivotal moment where I recognized that, wow, if I say what I need without worrying how the other person is going to take it, 
because it's not like I'm saying it out of maliciousness or as a way to be unkind. I'm, I'm saying it from my truth in a kind way. It's none of my business how they respond. And it's absolutely, certainly, unequivocally not my problem. That was lesson number one. And that, I mean, not number one. That was lesson number one today in this episode. And lesson number two is I had moved into a place where I had a very small space for 700 a month. And it was what I needed. I really couldn't afford more than that at that time. It was fine. It was a space and it was comfortable and I was fine. About two days prior to August rent being due, I was notified that the rent was going to increase by, I think, $180. And true to form, as a people pleaser, and such a good one was I, I fawned, meaning I agreed, without giving myself a chance to take a breath, without giving myself a chance to look into the laws, without giving myself a chance to sleep on it, ask a friend, without giving myself a chance to do anything. I just took it and I said, oh, well, okay, but I'm looking for a new place to live then. So my mistakes didn't give myself that opportunity. And then I also just sent off the money. I then asked a friend, I was just like, this does not feel right. Like that just felt super shady and not really legal even. But I didn't know any better. So I asked a friend and she does know. She told me that's not legal. And I said, well, I don't have anything signed. So I didn't think that it was a real legally binding rental situation. However, it is. And there's a law in Hawaii where if the rent is going to increase, the landlord needs to give the tenant 45 days notice. So not two days or three, but 45. And I learned the rules of the landlords and the tenants in Hawaii. I sent an email to the landlord who responded cordially, sent the money back, and I still wanted to find a new place to live because now the energetics there were really wonky and just didn't feel great. But the lesson here was this. I recognized that if I didn't learn this lesson now, I was going to have to learn it in another scenario or situation. And I did not want to do that because I saw the lesson. I'm like, this is a lesson to stand up for myself and to not be walked over. But to stand up for myself, I was like, there's no way I'm learning this lesson again after not learning it now, which it is so clear that it's time to learn. So that's what I did. I had to really stand my ground and it took a lot of courage and it made me move through a lot of fear and anxiety and that gross feeling that I had when I was sending that text, I need you to stop. I, oh, wow. It was hard, but I got my money back, which is good and right. I should have. And then I was able to recognize that even though the landlord was not happy about it, that wasn't my fault, that I did nothing wrong. And it was not up to me to make it better for the landlord. It was not up to me to make the landlord's life easier. It was up to me to stand in my truth and in my love and in my kindness, but also in my integrity and in my power and in my worth. I did. And I'm telling you, 
if I hadn't done that, I would not have found the home that I found when I did because I wouldn't have been home in myself. And actually, being home in myself is another story for next time. I'll tell you how it enabled me to find the home that I found. That was the best. It was the best. I would not be moving to Vermont without it. I wouldn't be where I am today without it. I'm so grateful. As I said, there's lessons and there's messes, and we need to learn the lessons and mop up the messes. And on the other side of that mess, there's absolute joy and beauty. There is, if only you had a crystal ball to see that. That, though, is faith. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this story. If it resonates with you at all, please let me know at laurachristine.us contact. And if you're moved at all to contribute to this show and help prevent ads from coming on, that would be awesome because I don't want to put ads on here, but I also want to keep doing the show. You can support me and get private messages from me for only supporters at buymeacoffee.com slash 100ways. I appreciate you with all my heart and soul. Until next time, I'm sending all the love and then some more. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you for exploring with me today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. We can do that at laurachristine.us. You'll find contact in the menu, or you can go to laurachristine.us slash contact, and you'll be taken right to it. Let's dive in a little deeper and see how fully we can flow with the duh. Thank you for being here. I would love to hear from you. Go to laurachristine.us to let me know your thoughts on this. And remember, as Rumi said, there are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Also, you can't fuck it up. I said that. Mm-hmm.